I'm just he was sick something of the bullshit. About- I'm just sick of the bullshit. You know what? You know, like, I'm hurt. I'm just, I don't know how I'm going to progress today. I'm feeling some type of way. So I'm just, you know, let, let's, let's just start the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sports show. This is gonna be the most painful hour of my life, and I already know. No, nah, not it at is. all. No, nah. I think you've had worse. I think I've been getting hit left and right this whole goddamn week. I'm I don't even feel up to even asking how was your week? Because this is gonna come back to yo, how was your week? My week fucking sucked. It fucking sucked. <laughs> I'm just I'm over, I'm over it. I've been getting hit left. People I haven't even heard from. People that I didn't even know watch the freaking show. It's just been on my back. On because my you know back. what? And you know, but you know why. You know why. You decided, you decided to, to stand on the hill. You decided to die on the hill. Okay. And I look what it, I said what I said about it, right? Go back into the archives. Go back into episodes, multiple episodes, where you asked me if I stood by what I said about that trade, and I stood by it. And you decided to die on the hill that you decided to die on. So you got to take the spears and the arrows that comes with it. I'm so upset. I don't even. It's my sec. It's my segment. I'm just. I'm just gonna give it to you. Go ahead. You got it. Listen. You earned it. You got it. Fucking Ben Simmons. Listen, okay, and we're gonna go with Benjamin David Simmons. Benjamin David Simmons. Everybody said the saving grace for the Brooklyn Nets. Oh my God, they got rid of James Harden. They got rid of Paul Millsap. They got Ben Simmons. He's gonna come back. He's gonna be a difference maker. We got Kyrie. We got Ben. We got Durant. Oh my God, Ben Simmons this, Ben Simmons that. Where Ben Simmons been? On the bench. First, it was mental health issues. Then it was the back. Then it was, oh, I'm out for game three, but I'm definitely going to be there for game four. That was his words. I'm out for game three, but I'm definitely playing in game four because 48 hours made a difference, right? Because game three is on Saturday. Game four is on Monday. 48 hours is going to make a difference. You know this, Matt. Okay, You played basketball at a high level. I played basketball, I played football, I played baseball. I was on a damn swim team in high school. We both know back injuries don't heal up magically in 48 hours. Okay? If you're not well enough to play in game three, how the hell are you going to be well enough to play in game four? But you know what? Here's the biggest problem that I have with Ben Simmons, right? You know who else is injured in these playoffs? Matt? Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Joel Embiid, right? Yeah. Embiid, thumb. Thumb ligament Ligam- tear. 
thumb ligaments tear. That's literally the man's bread and butter is his hands. Okay. And the man's going to still play and have surgery at the end of the season. But you said the, the name. Okay, doesn't matter. They going to the second round. Brooklyn ain't going to the second round. At all right, point, all right. We're gonna get to that point. We're gonna listen, get to it. You ain't got to throw salt. But but you know how hard it is for me to say that because I'm a Brooklyn fan. Well, I'm a Nets fan myself. I wouldn't say I'm a Brooklyn fan. I ain't never been a fan of Brooklyn in my life. But um, I'm a fan of the Nets. Whoa, whoa, sir. You're from the Bronx. Listen, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't but, throw stones. I wouldn't throw listen, stones. Don't do that. Listen. And then you said you was not, originally from Queens. That's even worse. You gotta relax. But listen. I'm a fan of Brooklyn. I'm a fan of the team that went to Brooklyn. Okay. But hold up. You said Steph Curry, the man that you call. What what do you call him? Light skinned Jesus. Light skinned Jesus. It is definitely light skinned Jesus. The man who is a god among players in the NBA. And what has Steph what has Steph Curry been doing in his playoffs? Playing. Playing. (sighs) And let's talk about that for a minute. Steph Curry is averaging 25 minutes a game. By comparison, Jordan Poole is averaging 32, almost 33 minutes a game. Klay Thompson is averaging 34. Andrew Wiggins is averaging almost 30. Draymond Green is averaging 31. And Otto Porter Jr. damn near averaging 23 minutes a game. Steph Curry is way down the list. What, one, two, three, four, fourth or fifth? fifth or sixth on his own team in minutes averaged. He has not started a single game. He has come off the bench for three games. Well, four games, if I'm not mistaken, because they're currently playing game four right now as we record this episode. Okay? He has come off the bench in every game. He is averaging 25.7 points. He is averaging three rebounds, almost five assists a game. Okay? And helping his team win. But what is Ben Simmons doing? Nothing. And Ben Simmons is not an offensive player. Ben Simmons, I can understand being injured and being an offensive player. You gotta, you gotta work into that gear. You gotta work into that offensive rhythm. Ain't nobody expecting Ben Simmons to go off and score thirty-five points. We need somebody who can play defense. Especially on fucking Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. We need somebody who can play defense. Okay. Okay, we need somebody who can play defense. Like the Boston Celtics got out of Robert Williams III coming back in game number three. Oh, but Ben Simmons couldn't do that. But Ben Simmons couldn't do that. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. The only reason why this was a good trade for the Nets is because you got Seth Curry. You got Andre Drummond, who's been playing out of his mind this year, of joining the Nets. And you got got two first-round picks. You were able to replenish... Your draft capital that so you in other lost. Words, you agreed with me. The Nets won the trade. No, the Nets won the trade. They no. won the trade. They long won the term, trade. Long term, when you're thinking, who cares how term it? If we're if this is short term, only applic- no, applies. No, because that's Philly. all that matters it, for this team. It, no, that's no, all that matters. It. This no, team got is built. They got Kevin Durant. They got Ben Simmons. For like four to five years. How do you say Not that? Ben that? Simmons. Ben Simmons is leaving, bro. I'm going to tell you they right now. They got him for four yo, years. He's, he's not unrestricted for another four years. I'm going to tell you he this right now. He can't go nowhere. No, no. I don't, I'm going to tell you he this right now. He can't go nowhere. It doesn't. James Harden go nowhere. They will A lot of players couldn't go nowhere. Listen, I'm going to tell you. Who is, who's Ben Simmons' agent? Rich Paul. 
And what is he known for? LeBron James. LeBron James. And what is he known for? Getting players out of situations they don't want to be in. I'm going to say this right now on episode 101. And quote me on this. Ben Simmons will not be in a Brooklyn Nets uniform long term. Ben Simmons will be out of Brooklyn and playing somewhere else. That man cannot handle playing in a media city. That man cannot handle having to shoulder the load of being an A-plus player. That man needs to go somewhere like Sacramento, Minnesota, New Orleans, uh, uh, Vancouver. He got to go somewhere where ain't nobody going to pay attention to him. He can't go to Minnesota. You go to Minnesota, he won't be this, He won't be nothing on that team. They got a, he, they, they got a squad. They're, he they're want to be – he wants to be – he wants to be the number one player on a bad team. He's going to be the best Minnesota's player on a not bad, a bad team, team. But he's going to be the best player on a bad team. I'm going to tell you right now, that will be Ben Simmons' legacy. If he has a legacy in this in this league at, at all when this is all said oh, and so done. so you're saying he's he going to be like be, the next Russell Westbrook. That's he is going to be a bad – he's going to be a great player on bad teams and never go anywhere and never accomplish anything in his career. I'm telling you this right now. The Nets, in terms of draft capital and getting Seth Curry and Andre Drummond – they got which great I hope pieces around them. Which okay. I hope they keep. I hope but right now, keep. Right now, this year, Philly won this trade, regardless if they get knocked out in the second round. And you know what? I almost want Philly to knock. I almost want the Atlanta Hawks to upset the Miami Heat. And then nice. Philly to upset Atlanta for you to eat your words about Philly. I almost want that to happen as much as I don't want anything great for James I'm Harden. Try, I'm trying to understand why everybody got this vendetta of trying to make me wrong. Look, let, let, let's let's be clear. Because I'm, I'm surprised Tay not here because I, I would have felt she would have, like, reveled in the fact that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant has been playing, like, fucking utter trash for, like, trash. the last Absolute week. trash. Like, I don't – Absolute trash. I thought she would have like, reveled being here to do that. Both um, got the vaccine on defense. I'm fucking shocked. I don't know what the fuck has been going on with Kevin Durant, but he is not playing like Kevin Durant. I've been no. begging for a whole week for them to find that white kid in Oklahoma City that stole his talent with the basketball and give it back. God damn it, no, give you, it back. We no, need it's Kevin not about Durant. that. It's it not is. about that. No, you are getting Kevin Durant, but you know what you're also getting? You're also getting what nobody was talking about all year and what everybody wanted to ignore all year. Boston, that entire team, and Emil Daka, the head coach, who took over for Brad Stevens. Okay. Who was mispronouncing people's names? Who, by the way, okay, you know what Boston was all year? You know what Boston was? A great not a great ass defensive team. Number one in defensive efficiency all year. Number one in defensive efficiency all year. Okay. They have done this. Okay. They have done this nonstop all year long. Okay. They have done this all year long. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. I've been saying that for ages. And everybody getting on my behind for talking about Ben Simmons is a bum. Ben Simmons is a bum. He's an absolute bum. He ain't got no heart. He ain't got nothing. Okay. You want to scare him away from Brooklyn? That's what this is about. No, clearly. I listen. I didn't want. I didn't want him to begin with. I didn't want him to begin. You with. didn't I want Harden. I didn't want the Harden we were getting. I didn't want Kyrie. I would have been okay with Harden and Durant alone. Not okay. With Harden's been playing. Right. The way Harden's been playing is not what I. But you know what? I'll tell you this much. I'll take the way Harden's been playing. 
for the negative zero that Ben Simmons has been giving us. You said it yourself. It's a long-term situation. We don't know how that's going to play out. Yeah, and long-term, Ben Simmons ain't going to be in Brooklyn. That's what it is. We Long don't know term, that. Ben Simmons ain't gonna be in we don't know that. But while we're All on right. the subject of the Brooklyn Nets and this Boston, watch Rich Paul series, get him out of there. We'll see. We'll like, but until then, you gonna eat your goddamn words. I'm, I'm not. I'm not accepting it. I'm letting it slide for this fucking year, and we're gonna see where it pops up. Oh yeah, we're gonna let line. it slide. We're gonna let it slide for now because he 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 doing some whole shit. It is what it is. He got a free fucking paycheck for the whole season to not do nothing. I don't know how the fuck he hurt his back. I really don't. You didn't play since last, what, last June. I don't know how the fuck you hurt your back. Like, what the fuck? You, you hurt your back rolling out of bed? You slipped in the shower? It ain't from playing basketball? I don't know what the fuck it was, but it is what it is. Nope. While we're on the subject of Brooklyn and Boston, what the fuck? Down, down zero and three. The Brooklyn Nets are on the verge of getting swept, and I'm Fucking heartbroken. I'm heartbroken. Why am I heartbroken? Because you goddamn fans and, and, and Tavia and Pete, who's supposed to be a goddamn Brooklyn Nets fan, which is disgusting how he's been treating me for this whole season. It's fucking disgusting. You're supposed to be my brother. You're supposed to be my goddamn brother. But y'all been giving me shit all season long. Whether or not it was the vaccine and Kyrie, whether or not they were going to make the playoffs, how far they was going to get into the playoffs. Now they're on the verge of getting swept in the first fucking round. And I have no choice but to blame Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and predominantly Kyrie Irving. Why do I blame Kyrie Irving? Because, God damn it, if you would have played like you were supposed to, we would have never fucking saw Boston in the first goddamn round in the first fucking place. This is why I'm upset. This is why I'm upset. Ultimately, it came down to seedings. And, and 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 we got fucked in the first round. And and on top of that, Kevin Durant is playing like a fucking AAU player that's in the eleven that's in eleventh grade that hasn't found nothing, hasn't found no skill or nothing. Turning over the ball, he's averaging seven fucking turnovers a goddamn game. What the that's fuck what is happened. going on? No, because defense wins championships. You know this from ba- in, ba- in football. You know this in basketball. Defense wins championships. The same way the Detroit Pistons won their championships back in the late 80s. The same way the 2000 Pistons won their championships. Defense wins championships. And when you're playing against the number one team of defensive efficiency in the entire NBA this season, this is what happens. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are out there doing what they need to be doing. And the rest of that team is locking down the Brooklyn Nets. That's what happens. And now they got Robert Williams the third back. And now they got Robert Williams the third back. Okay. This is what's happening. They're going to go out there. They're going to beat. Listen, I thought the Nets could have taken one game. But you know what could have happened? You know what could have happened? Ben Simmons could have scored four points and we could have won game one. Could have won game one. We needed two points. We needed two points to win game one. You're telling me Ben you Simmons know, couldn't have given us four points? Better, we need better def- we need better defensive schemes in that first game. That 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 was all that was ultimately bad defense closing out the game they had that game one that's 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 pretty ultimately what happened in game one kevin durant fell asleep and jason tatum got open for a goddamn spin into a goddamn layup that won the goddamn game and then they let fucking jalen brown get an easy basket they were up four so with that being that four points they gave up easy 
Can't so that's it. what happened. We lost. We needed two points. We needed two points. Okay, we lost game one by one point. We lost game two by seven points. We lost game three by six points. We I have we been. Need add, we need to add emphasis on the fact that they blew a fucking seventeen point lead in game two. That 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 that's what fucking killed me to the fucking core. I didn't understand that. We led all the way up. It's a seven minutes in the left in the fucking fourth quarter, and these motherfuckers didn't score nothing. Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving didn't score a damn thing. All they did was get to the free throw line. But ultimately, Pete, I hear the defense aspect, and you're and you're, and you're 100% right on the defense, but it all turns around to the fact that Boston has Kevin Durant's heart. I saw something that I thought I would never see. This man got to the free throw line at game two, and he was playing so fucking bad. He was so goddamn rattled. He missed two free throws. He is pit- when he is have you 30? ever known Kevin Durant to miss two free throws? Back Listen, they are shooting. Back. They, they he is shooting thirty six and a half percent. He is shooting nineteen for fifty two through three games. Nineteen for fifty two. Nineteen for fifty two. Okay, in game one, in game one, only him and Kyrie took more than 20 shots. Only him and Kyrie took more than 20 shots. The next, the next most shots on that team were by Goran Dragic, who who took 11 shots. Explain to me also why Lamarcus Aldridge isn't getting no minutes right now. I don't understand that. I don't know. I don't understand that either. Lamarcus Aldridge could be a good body for them down low. He played well in the regular season. No Cameron Payne. Okay. Okay, it is it is really upsetting in, in game two. Okay, if you look at his if, if you look at his game two. Game two, nobody they finally started sharing the ball in game two. But Durant shot four for seventeen. Kyrie shot four for thirteen. Okay, Goran Dragic shot eight for fourteen. Okay, Lamarcus Aldridge still did not get off the bench. Blake Griffin still did not get off the bench. He played okay. game three though. He did good game okay. three. Yeah, Jason Tatum, 5 for 16. But you know who's killing us? Al Horford. Al Horford is the the same motherfucker that Bruce Brown called out in the fucking play-in post-conference. You sons, ooh, mother, ooh. Al Horford is who's killing the Nets right now. Oh, my God, bro. They all killing the Nets. And, and, And it all starts with Kevin Durant. They got his fucking heart. He, they got like what I can't even I can't even get mad that the others are actually showing up. Listen, and then you got They're Grant Williams. Up. Then you got Grant Williams in game two who played thirty two minutes. And Pritchard. Yo, but hold up, Grant Williams in game two played thirty two minutes off the bench and was a perfect four for four from the field and six for six from the free throw line. Okay. It's a balanced score. And that's another thing that the Boston Celtics have that the Nets don't have, Matt. The Nets don't have a balanced scoring attack. You would like for it to be – and they should have a balanced scoring attack because you have players like Brown, Durant, Irving, Curry, Drummond. You get the ball in the Drummond sometimes. You have guys like Goran Dragic who come off the bench. You got guys like Griffin and Aldridge who should be coming off the bench. You could have a balanced – scoring attack but the problem is their entire offense is running through Irving 
and Durant. You know who the offense is running through in Boston? It doesn't matter. It's whoever's hot. It runs through Tatum. It runs through Horford. Daniel Daniel Thais had had nine shots, shot seven for nine. Marcus Smart had nine shots. Okay, Jalen Brown had 18. You got Pritchard who had seven shots off the bench. Williams with four shots off the bench. You know, they're, they're getting the ball to everybody. In game two, okay, which I thought was the Nets' best game, from yeah, an offense defensively, no, defensively, yeah. for, from a defensive standpoint, they held Jalen Brown and, and 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 Jason Tatum down. They didn't score not pr- practically anything for the first three right. quarters. Tat- Jalen Brown yeah, caught Tatum fire. Had, Tatum had nineteen. Yeah, but look, but look at this balanced score sheet. Tatum had nineteen. Horford had sixteen. Thice had fifteen. Marcus Smart had twelve. Jalen Brown had twenty-two. Grant Williams seventeen, and Pritchard got ten. Okay, you've got. Okay, you've got seven players, seven players in double figures, seven players in double figures scoring on that team. And that is why the Celtics are winning, because not only are they the number one team in defensive efficiency, not only are they number one in defensive efficiency, but they are also playing well offensively where they're sharing the ball and putting the offensive responsibility on multiple players. That's the difference. They bought in. And and all credit goes to Ime Adoka. Uh, I'm, I'm wishing we had a better coach. I don't give a fuck. Y'all can all get mad and say, like, oh, now we're going to blame it on Steve Nash. Look, y'all can document. Y'all can get, get, that's the good thing about this podcast is literally audio documented proof that I was against Steve Nash being the coach from gate. I've been said the shit. Granted, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant get the blame for that hiring as well because they said that bullshit talking about something they don't need a coach. Look, something need to fucking give because this shit don't make no sense. I'm not seeing no changes. I'm not seeing no adjustments. I'm not seeing no plays. I'm seeing a whole lot of one-on-one ball. And the fact that Kevin Durant can't get nothing going, he's being passive now. And all and, and all credit to Bruce Brown, who's balling. And I hope they give him a better contract because he's a free agent coming in for the summer. I hope they re-sign him. I hope they re-sign Drummond. I hope they re-sign Claxton because Claxton has been fucking showing up. How, how, how does that sound? Nick Claxton has been fucking showing up. Granny you know ain't be, hitting free throws, but he's still showing the fuck up. You know what would be I'm funny? Just, you, know what's, you know what's interestingly very funny about this team? You know what type of offense would really benefit the type of players they have on this team? Better not say Mike Dan and Tony. No. The triangle offense. I heard that. I'm not too sure, but I'm not. No, the triangle offense. The triangle. I'm not saying just Phil Jackson, but the triangle offense in what it's supposed to be. Okay, that Tex winner triangle offense, that original idea behind that triangle offense, where that ball is constantly moving. You've got players constantly on the move, but you've got whoever got the open shot, you take it. You've got enough shooters and enough playmakers on this team where if you move the ball and you have constant motion, okay, on the floor, if Durant is constantly moving, if Kyrie is constantly moving, because right now nobody seemingly can set a screen for Durant. Nobody. That ball is getting pushed. Without it getting called the offensive fouls, I've been seeing that a lot lately too. Fucking aggravated. But, this, just... but this, team, this team could really benefit from a from some sort of triangle offense uh, running through this they team. They need fucking structure. That's pretty much what – they need structure. That's just where we're at with all of it. 
Like Kevin Durant is seeing bodies and he's acting like he doesn't know what to do. Like all credit to the world. I gotta fucking say this, and I'm mad that I'm even saying this, but I I I got homeboys or friends like that 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 I argue with on Facebook a lot when it comes to basketball. I gotta agree with 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 with, with Petey, who says Jason Tatum is is literally right now the best small forward in the game right now. And and god damn it, he's showing it. On both the best two-way sh- like small forward in the game right now, he is. Jason Tatum is that guy. We we kind of saw it and felt it last season, but God damn it, 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 it it's in full front right now. It is. It's one hundred percent full front right now. The question is going to be who who comes in. Who comes in? Do you bring in? You know, because there's not a lot of a lot a lot of they you need know, defense. Okay, so do you bring? You want to know two so signings that I want, the, so that I want them to? I'm gonna tell you, you the bring two in Mike I Brown? want them to do. Do you yeah. bring in Mike Brown? No, no, no. Do you bring I in- want Mark Jackson, bro. I want Mark Jackson. That's who I want. 100%. I want Mark Jackson. And if I'm t- and I'm talking about two key signings in free agency, I'm re-signing, I'm re-signing Brown. I'm re-signing Claxton. I'm re-signing Drummond. We got Seth Curry up until another year where they, he can get his extension. Right? I'm re-signing those three. I might even re-sign Dragon. But if I'm not re-signing Dragon... I want Lance Stevenson because they need that intensity and on the ball defender. They need that. Granted, fucking what's the name? Um, fuck, what is his name? Joe Harris will be back next year. Patty Mills should be back next year. I'm fucking resigning. Fucking, I, I probably I might even get fucking Boogie. I would resign. I would probably get Boogie because we need attitudes on the floor. We need somebody that's not going to be pumped. We need somebody that's going to get boards, crash. And clean up. That's what we need. They need defense. They 100% need defense. I would sign Gary Payton Jr. We need all the board defenders that ain't afraid. That's what we need. If we got Ben Simmons coming in next year, we need better. We need more help on the defensive front, on the bench, and in, in, in that starting lineup. And it starts with Bruce with resigning Bruce Brown. It starts with getting Drummond. It starts with with with, with picking up an, an on the ball defender from the perimeter. That's why I say Lance Stevenson. Granted, I'm not a Lance Stevenson fan, but damn it, he knows how to fucking play defense and and and, and, and talk shit. We need somebody to get Brooklyn live right now because it's it's it's, it's quiet in the stands. They need that. Brooklyn needs you know, to be a fucking movie right now. That's what it needs to be. These are those are the three pickups that they need to that they need to do in the fucking free agency. They need to get rid of Steve Nash, and we need better fucking perimeter defenders. That's what we need. Sick of this shit. It makes no goddamn sense. The best player on our team right now is Bruce Brown. So here's what's interesting. Um, I wish he hadn't gotten rehired by the team that he got hired by. Um, but I think the perfect coach for this team would have been Rick Carlisle if he hadn't gone Ooh. back to Indiana. Rick Carlisle is known for being tough, but Rick Carlisle is known to having the respect of his players. He's known That's for being I say able Mark to Jackson. Talk. That's why I yeah, say Mark but, Jackson. He's, yeah, nobody, I can see Mark Jackson. You're not taking but I do got I do have an I do have an interesting I do have an interesting name that's out on the free agent market. People have not heard his name in a while. But he does want to coach again. He has said on his podcast that he wants to coach again. And he probably has said he only has about three to five years left in him. George Call. 
uh, all right. I hear you, but the problem with that is everybody like there's a good amount of people on that squad that's real close to Carmelo that probably would not buy into George Carl. So hey, that's I'm, that, bu- that's I'm buying problem. I'm buying I'm buying into anybody who can give me a ring. Because right now I love Jeff Van Gundy. I have always been a big fan of Jeff Van Gundy. I would I take know. him. I, I, I would see, take I him. I don't know if Jeff Van Gundy. See, I've seen Carl coach in a semblance of today's NBA. I haven't seen Jeff Gundy coach in a very, very long time. Okay. The last team, I mean, I don't think Pop coaches another team besides San Antonio ever in his career. San Antonio ain't ain't live over there no more. I mean, they are are a pretty decent team, but no. You know, Avery Johnson, I mean, unfortunately, you know, Avery Johnson, you know, they they, they burned that bridge in Brooklyn unless the new ownership could, could help him feel better about coming back. Um, honestly, think, honestly, the move is Mark Jackson, bro. Okay, you might you not agree with it, but I think the move is Mark Jackson. I got one more. Mark. I got one more for you that I think maybe a lot of people haven't thought about. Bring him back home. Bring Lawrence Frank back to Brooklyn. Ain't he in Miami? I think he's an assistant in Miami. I think he's I an know. assistant in Miami. I- let me marinate on that, but we, we got to move wanted, on. You, you need a defensive coach, and you need somebody who's going to have the respect of the players. And the problem is I think a lot of these veteran coaches, including George Call, who I said myself, a George Call, a um, you know, a, a Jeff Van Gundy, things like that, I, I think they're very set in the ways that they coach. And while I think that's good for players, like because I think even Durant, as great as he is, I think a player like Durant still needs somebody who could tell him no. Somebody no, who has that veteran coach K for like two seasons. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> but Sebastian, yo, yo big shout out, big shout out, my boy Sebastian, nerds of the round, the nerds of the round podcast. Big, big shout out to them. Check them out. Check out Sebastian Bonet and uh and the boys over at the Nerds from the Round podcast as well. But yeah, let's move on to the other playoff series that we've had. This series, let's talk about another series that is on the verge of getting swept. A series that Game 4 is actually playing, being played right now as we record. The Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. And the way the Golden State Warriors have seemingly reinvented that death that death lineup, Matt. I mean, they've gone out there with Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, uh, Steph, Cur- uh, Steph Curry. Uh, 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 announce him right. You know what? Light skin Jesus, you know his name. Don't play with me, Pete. We're not doing but they're, that. Go- they're going out there reinventing this death lineup that we saw when they were winning championships and, and they and they were going on their tears, and they seemingly reinvented that and allowed for Clay Thompson and Steph Curry to have brand new life. And Steph Curry's been coming off the bench. Listen, Nikola Jokic has seemingly figured out in game three and now in game four kind of how to play against this team, but they've really been shutting down this team. Is this a matter of them shutting down Jokic or them shutting down the rest of these role players that just can't rise to the occasion of the playoffs? Honestly, it goes, it ties into them frustrating Jokic, right? And he's like, he's one of them overseas players, you know, the EuroLeague players that, you know, that got a lot of mental toughness to them, but you know, Ultimately, he's not as athletic as he's supposed to be. So then you got an athletic, you know, forward slash five that can play and and, and can, you know, rough him up a little bit and get in his head and and get him off his game and Draymond Green. And then you got, you know, the back back help of Looney, 
You got Iguodala who who stretches out sometimes to, to pick up. You got Clay Thompson shutting down the rest of them. Jordan Poole who's who who's who's bought into them playing de- and playing defense. I mentioned this this man's name earlier with Gary Payton Jr., who I hope to God that the Nets sign in free agency. But yeah, you got you, they bought in defensively. So you frustrate Jokic. He's not he's not getting his his his, his teammates active enough to help him out. So he's forced to try to do it all by himself. And one thing you cannot do with this Golden Warriors team is get frustrated and 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 play emotionally because when you do that, they make runs on you. And and you know when they get hot, they get hot, especially that in that third do. quarter. So ultimately, that's just what that's what it turned down. You got a frustrated Jokic. Get, get, that ball is not moving in Denver's way, and that's just how that goes. Yeah, and and listen, this team has been. You know, really turning it on. Uh, like I said, reinventing that depth lineup. And Jordan Poole has just been playing out of his mind. He's been playing Steph Curry esque this playoffs almost the way he's been going out there. And as you said, Gary Payton Jr. really been turning it on as well, coming off that bench. You know, ever since they had the injury to Devin Booker in Phoenix, and we'll talk about that series next, but ever since the injury in Phoenix to Devin Booker, the odds makers in Vegas have actually placed the number one team to win this all in the West now to be the Golden State Warriors. Could the Golden State Warriors actually pull this off, Matt? Could they come out of nowhere, win the West, and eventually and probably win an NBA championship? Well, ultimately, um, if you listen to us in the beginning of the season when we were doing our picks by the season's gonna pan out, I chose Golden State from gate. I said Clay Thompson come back healthy. And light skin Jesus is healthy. They're gonna make. They're gonna be really hard to beat because that's that familiarity. That's championship basketball. That is right. technically a dynasty if you really if you really pay attention to. There's not many, you know, teams that stay together for that long that can say, "Oh, we were seventy three and nine. Oh, we won three champ. We won you know three championships together." Right. There's not many. T- there's not many teammates that could say that they did that for that long and now you got practically the same depth that you had when you made that run so granted clay's not playing like the clay that we're all used to but does but he still fucking to really right now he's still fucking yeah. effective so with that being said i've been saying golden state is going to be the team to beat and i felt like they were and, I, and i've i Ultimately said they were my favorites to win the championship, you know, but there's something special about Phoenix and it's something like, like emotionally, I'm a big fan of Chris Paul. So right. la- I felt like last year was his, was his time to win the championship. And, and, and you know, it was the emergence of Giannis, you know, and, right, and, right. and we, we honor that, but, he has an opportunity again that we all slept on and didn't think he had this year with this Phoenix team that has fully bought in, fully believed that they're the best team in, in, in the NBA. And the record says that they are. Um, they have their they have their they have their work cut out for them without Devin Booker. But emotionally, I do feel like Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns still have a chance, but ultimately it still goes through Golden State. 
Yeah, let, so let's I'm talk. Let's talk about that series. Let's go to that series: the Phoenix Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans. Probably a, a very intriguing one-eight series, considering now the injury to Devin Booker. Phoenix is up two-one with Game Four being played tonight. Um, as we record this episode, can New Orleans can New Orleans surprise Phoenix? And how big of a blow is this if New Orleans does upend Phoenix in this first round? Could they? Yes. I say yes because when we ultimately talk about Phoenix, we talk about their three stars. Well, not really the three stars, the two stars and the youngin that they're, they're that they're hoping can be a star in DeAndre Ayton. And DeAndre Ayton has not necessarily been playing to the potential that we all believe that he can be. So with that being said, you're playing this New Orleans Pelicans team who – came out of fucking nowhere because ultimately we all read, wrote them off because there's no Zion Williamson. And, you know, you pray that the Knicks get them. I don't, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But there, this is a New Orleans team that don't have their star, but they made a trade to get C.J. McCollum, and now they got new life. You got right. Brandon Ingram, who's, who's ultimately, if I feel like the best way to describe Brandon Ingram is the potential style of a Kevin Durant. He's he's a he's a long, like stringy player that can make his own shot, can score however way he wants to, can dribble, create his shot, and ultimately he plays defense to a degree. And you know, I, I just go back to looking at that Lakers team when they traded everybody to get Anthony Davis, and I was like, y'all should have got rid of Kuzma, y'all should have kept Ingram, and it's showing. That they should have kept Ingram and got rid of Kuzma. (laughs) So I mean, but I got faith that Phoenix will pull out this series. They don't really need Devin Booker because they're pretty deep on that 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 roster to like pull that out to compete. It's not going to be easy, but I feel like that they can give you know Booker time into the conference. You know, it's going to be it's going to be a battle, but ultimately when you really need them is against that Golden. That Golden State team, because if you don't have Devin Booker for that that series, you're looking at getting swept. Yeah, and, and you're mean, looking at a team. Right. You're looking at a team with McCollum who scored thirty, uh, who, who and is capable of doing that on a very regular basis. Aiton in Game Three had twenty eight points and seventeen boards. And when we're looking at these averages in this series, it's very interesting. The Phoenix Suns are only outscoring the Pelicans by one point in this entire series. 112.7 to 111.7. So that's very interesting, you know, because obviously Phoenix won the first game 110 to 99. Uh, second game, New Orleans won 125 to 114. And game three was a three-point game, a three-point game, 114 to 111. Um, and Devin Booker went out in like the, the, the first half, right? Yeah, and and Phoenix is actually Phoenix is actually being massively out rebounded in this series. Forty seven point three rebounds for New Orleans, thirty four point three for Phoenix. So that's very interesting to see that they're getting out rebounded in the way that they're getting out rebounded. Uh, and the assist totals only about a three assist difference. Uh, Phoenix with twenty five point seven and New Orleans with twenty three. New Orleans has a losing record coming into the season, into the playoffs, thirty six and. Uh, 36 and 46. So if they come out and they get and they beat the 64 and 18 Phoenix Suns, 
it's going to be really interesting. Um, and I think you may be right. Last year may have been Chris Paul's best chance to get this ring. Uh, it'll be interesting because if New Orleans does beat Phoenix, they go into a second-round matchup that I think will be very, very interesting. And what I think has been one of the best matchups of the first round, Dallas and Utah, a 2-2 series right now. Last night, Utah tying it up 2-2 on a last-second game-winning shot. This has been a great 5-4 matchup, much better than the 5-4 matchup we've gotten in the East. Um, does Doncic's return make this a foregone conclusion for Dallas? Or does that big victory in Game 4 last night for Utah turn the tide of this series, even with Doncic coming back? Uh, all right. It's hard to say because you look at you look at Dallas, and you know you got your Brunsons to the world, who's who's been who stepped up and and has beat this Utah team without their star player. And Utah, and I gotta agree with Stephen A. Smith and and, and what he's been saying. Like Utah really does underperform in 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 moments where they were built to be better than how they played. Like we've been saying Utah is a top what three team for like three, four years now, three, four seasons yep. now. And look at where they've been. They've been they they got beat by Denver. They got beat by the Clippers without fucking Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> I mean you gotta these are the things that you gotta pay attention to and you just like if y'all lose to Dallas you know, a Luca without with, with without Luca, and now you have Luca, and we all know Luca's a fucking dog. He, he's just he's just that guy. So it's like ultimately it turns into. I think Dallas is going to win this series. I picked them to win the series when when it first you know was announced or whatever, but there's something going on in Utah that. I feel like when they lose this series with the circumstances of this series that they're going to break that team up. And then I it, think here's it, the interesting it, question that I got to ask you though, Matt, the best game that Dallas played in this series, the best game was game three where they won really? 126 to 118. And that was the game that they did not have Luka Doncic where Jalen Brunson went off in off. that game. Was that telling about, this Dallas team was this telling about, you know, is this one of those situations where Luca may be your star, but you're better without him than with him? No, this is one of them stories where we need to give credit to Jason Kidd, who 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 doesn't get enough credit when it comes to player development and believing in certain in certain, you know, players on his roster and and giving them that, you know, that necessary, you know, energy or battery in their back to let them know that they are good and they are, they belong where they are and they belong in these playoffs and they belong in the win column of these, of these, of the series. So with that being said, I, I really feel like Jason Kidd needs to get his flowers. Um, We, we saw what he did in player development when it comes to Giannis and looking Giannis now when he had that Milwaukee team. You know, right. a lot of people, so, a lot like, of people don't talk about you know, the fact that Jason Kidd was really the person there. Uh, yeah. to, to build Giannis. So, I mean, this, this it's not a, a situation where you say, oh, this Dallas team might be better off with Luka. Let's not over, overstate 
the importance of Luka Doncic when it comes to this Dallas Mavericks team. He's very important. Granted, the 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 you know the chemistry might be a little different. The ball might move a lot better without him, but you need him in these clutch moments when all else fails and you know he can create his shot and he has no fear to, to take the shot. And I'm not right. saying like Spencer, Spencer is not capable of doing it. He's very capable of doing it. And as we saw with Jalen, you know, Jalen Brunson, he's capable of doing it too. So now you got people, you got you got a team that's bought into their coach and believe in what he's saying. And ultimately that that just spells for a successful franchise that, you know, could ultimately cause problems in the second round. It's funny. I was out and about when this game was on yesterday, and I remember sitting up and watching, looking at the TV, watching the game, and I said to myself, I said, you know, Luka needs a number two. But the interesting thing about Luka that I find is I feel like he needs a star player that's a beta, not an alpha, because he's shown that he can't really play with another alpha-level player because of just how his mindset is. Um, and so for me, I'm like, he needs, he needs another star alongside him, but it needs to be like a beta type of player that is okay. Being a quiet secondary type star because if, and not if a it's bitch not, like Chris Stapp's thing is. Well, yeah. But you know, if it, if it's a, if it's a, one of those star players that wants to be a star star and wants to have the spotlight, I don't think it's going to work. Um, but let's talk about that last series in the West, the one series that we haven't spoken about. And I don't think that's getting enough attention for how good it has been in the West. And that is the Memphis and Minnesota series. This has probably been the best series of the playoffs right <laughs> now. Um, I mean, everybody's money's on Memphis, but it's it's very hard to to not put money on Minnesota right now. Though you do have a little bit of question about whether or not Carl Anthony Towns can actually perform uh, as, a, as a number one guy, considering everything that happened and the way that their coach failed to um, call a timeout in that last game during that, what, 17-0 run by, by Memphis. All right. So with this series, here's what I take away. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns has to be challenged to perform. That's clear. When you're quiet about Carl Anthony Towns, he play abysmal and he gets into foul trouble. He ultimately fouls out, and 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 it, and it jeopardizes his team. So, if I'm the Pat Bevs of the world, I'm pissing him off every chance I get, so I can get the same performance that I got last night, right? That's that's the call, Anthony Towns thing. He's a big man. I feel like this is what this is the second time in the playoffs. Yep, he's talking a lot more shit, which I'm I'm loving. A lot of people are not liking it, but I'm loving it. Look, I love what Pat Bev has done for this team. He's he's given them heart. And you're going to need heart if you're trying to dethrone this Memphis team who's all in and who who's with who's with all the shits. They want everything. They want it all. And with yeah. me saying that, John Morant is not playing like he wants it all. Which Desmond is shocking Bain has been the, the guy. Yeah, which is shocking the shit out of me because, like, what is Pat Bev really doing to John Morant that's making him not – perform to the John Morant, you know, potential that we know that he's capable of playing at. So ultimately this is the, I, I, I called it when Minnesota won their plan. I said, all right, Memphis and Minnesota is going to be the series that I'm looking forward to the most 
granted, we all knew Brooklyn and Boston was going to be a, a like a show. It was going to be, you know, Hollywood looked at to a degree. But I said that this this series was going to be it. Why? Because you got the youth. You got a whole bunch of trash talking. And who who's not going to want to see Pat Bev at the post-conference with a beer in his hand talking right, that shit? Right. I live for that shit. I love that shit. <laughs> like, legit. I love that shit. So, yes. Ant-Man is for real, Pete. He's fucking for real. Yeah, it's, it's listen, it's been one of my favorite... Um, it's been one of my favorite series, and this has been a, a very interesting series for a lot of reasons. Not only do you have the way that you know Desmond Bain, this has been the coming out party of the year for Desmond Bain. And listen, I love what Scotty Barnes has done in Toronto, but yeah, I'm almost a little upset that Desmond Bain, you know, did doesn't get more love that he should have gotten okay. uh, this year. Yeah, or Kate. You know, but you know this has been a really tight series if you're really thinking about it. Memphis and Memphis has been outscoring the Timberwolves, out rebounding the Timberwolves, more assist than the Timberwolves, uh, and less turnovers. And we all know that when you have less turnovers and you're scoring better, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get a much better situation. I am really intrigued to see where this goes. And again, if Minnesota can beat Memphis. Like, we are not used to this in the NBA. We're used to this in college, but we're not used to, in the NBA, these lower-tier teams really beating the upper-tier teams. In the NBA playoffs, we're very used to chalk. Um, and we may get two teams. You know, you may get two teams in Memphis and in New Orleans who could knock out a number one and a number two seed um, if they, they follow through on this series. Um, but, you know... The East hasn't been the same. The East has been kind of one-sided. Yeah. I'm like I said, I'm a little I've been heartbroken all week. I'm not gonna hold you. I've been unbearable. I gotta apologize to my wife because I've been cursing up a storm, throwing shit. I've been aggravated this whole week because Kevin Durant is is <laughs> is breaking my heart. I don't I'm I just I'm I'm befuddled. I can't believe at what I've been I'm watching. I'm glad you used befuddled. I'm I'm stuck. Like I, I'm literally. I've been reading the damn dictionary. That's how disappointed I've been this whole goddamn week. It's been, it's been, cause I knew what it was hitting for this weekend. If we were down zero three, I'm just shocked she's not on the show right now. I've been yeah. getting hit by everybody, everybody about this goddamn series, and I just can't. I'm, I have nothing. I can argue it. Don't get me wrong. I can argue it. But I don't even have the energy to argue it no more because it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, let, let's averaging seven turnover. We, can we but let's talk about let's talk about a series that you might have to eat a little bit more crow about. Um, I'm not, right now, I'm it's, not. Still, it's still a little. This Miami, this Miami Atlanta series is really good. It's probably I it's am. probably it's probably the best series in the East, no doubt about it. It's the I best still think Miami is going to run away with Atlanta because I just don't feel like they have the necessary bodies to to compete with them. I'm just being. I, I, I like. Listen, you know, we, I like. We, young, we say this just, about Atlanta, but how many scorers does Atlanta have? You know this. We talked about this like last five, year. Like five or yeah, six. We talked about this last year. You've got you've got a a crap ton of scoring potential from everybody on the Atlanta team. When you really yeah. think about it. 
If I'm if I'm thinking about it, you've got you've got Bogdanovich, you've got Gallinari, you've got you've got John Collins, you've got Herder, you've got Trey Young. There's a lot of potential, scoring potential on this Atlanta team. Yeah. You know, they, they could a, pull this out. They they are known to do that. I'm not saying that, you know, they don't have the potential. I'm just saying Miami is deep and they are very well coached. Not saying that Atlanta's not well coached, but I think we need to realize, you know, who's on that, you know, Miami bench when it comes to Eric Spolstra and then you got Pat Riley in the background and then you got a bunch of teams that's with you got a, you got a bunch of players that's on that team that's with the shits. So you can't trash yeah. talk Miami like you did the Knicks. You can't bitch Miami like how you bitch the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? So it's totally different. Like it's a yeah, whole New York different still ain't over that. Yeah, they're not. They're they're 100% not. So I mean Jimmy Butler ain't playing with nobody's kids and what can you do when he's scoring 30 something? You can't do a damn thing. What are you doing when Bam Adebayo is buying in and not getting in foul trouble when it's playing Excellent defense. PJ Tucker, excellent defense. Tyler Hero hitting shots. Dunk dunk um Duncan Robinson hitting shots. Like you you, you what can you do? Kyle Lowry hitting shots. They are yeah. fucking deep. It's too much. You got I you said yeah, like Atlanta got scorers. Yes, they do. But so does Miami. And they play the defense to back it the fuck up too. So it, it just it becomes overwhelming. The only teams yeah. that had a, I felt like had a chance at beating Miami in the playoff setting, not like like a one game thing. I'm talking about like in a series, right? Had to be Milwaukee, Boston, or fucking Brooklyn. But clearly Brooklyn can't do it because they can't get past Boston. So yeah, and it's and, it's interesting because everybody's been talking about one of your favorite teams to talk about this whole year. Well, Chicago doesn't look like Chicago is going to get out the first round. Um, That's sad. Caruso got a concussion. Yeah, it's, you know, it doesn't look like Chicago is going to get out the first round right now. Milwaukee up 3 1 in that series. Shout Um, out to Drew Holiday, who everybody slept on. And then you have, and then you have another team that looks like they're not going to get out the first round in Toronto, who is a really, really good team, but doesn't look like they're going to get out the first round either. That's because their 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 you know their baby he got hurt. Yeah. And Scott, they, they needed they needed him, man. Scott he's that he's 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 that guy. And it's not saying nothing about you know Siakam or and then Van Vliet got hurt too. So I mean they got they got plagued with injuries where that that plays a part. Because everybody was sitting there worried about whether the Sixers were gonna, you know, have the bodies to, to defend them because you know they because the Western name can't play in, in Toronto, but got to give more props to Doc, who who had them playing the system without him. I'm talking about Thibault, because you know you can't say his name for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah, the, like they got them used to playing Toronto without Thibault, so they weren't lacking nothing when they went to Toronto. So I mean, and then you know the one game that they 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 had a chance where they felt like they was going to pull it out. Joel and B breaks their heart and hits a game winning fucking three point shot. Yeah. With a torn ligament in you his know, hand. What's what's really interesting about this about this series as well is the fact that 
you know, they're going to, they're, they're probably going to lose Van Vliet for an extended amount of time because of that hip injury that, that, that occurred. So they're, they're yeah. likely going to lose Van Vliet, which is, I, you know, I thought they might be able to pull something off, but they're not going to be able to, if Van Vliet is out, I'm sorry. You're just not going to yeah. be able to win this series with that many injuries happening. That would take a miracle. And I don't think it's a miracle that they have for them. Um, you know, so right now it's looking like if if we look at the playoffs the way it looks like, it looks like it's going to be, you know, the only ones that we can probably call, looks like it's going to be Miami and Philly. It looks like it's going to be Milwaukee and Boston. The East is going to have, I think, the better second-round matchups than the West is going to have. I think the East is going to look better in the second round than they did in the first round. And if you want my pick for the for for the, for the Eastern Conference Finals, it's going to be Boston and, and, and Miami. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't even be surprised if Boston gets all the way to the finals. Listen, they're number one in defensive efficiency. It's going to be very interesting, though. You know, if they if they go up against a team, you know, can they do this again? Because you know, again, we're not going to sit here and deny the fact that 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 Brooklyn's got the firepower. They just have not been able to deliver in the uh, way that they should. They, they should, got Kevin they Durant's heart. Yeah, they got Kevin Durant's heart. They gave up game three. I don't know if y'all saw the body languages and, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They gave up in game three. It it, it it aggravated my soul to see. They did that in Brooklyn. They gave up in Brooklyn. Boston, you can understand, because them niggas is different out there in Boston. Like, in Boston, like, I don't know if you've seen the, 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 the series winning time. You know, the, the yeah, Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see the episode where they went to Boston? <laughs> like, when yeah. they went to Boston. It's really like that. It's listen, really, Boston back really in the day like did not that. play. That, They're those, still those. like that. They are still <laughs> like that. I got into a fight in TD Garden at Royal Rumble. Remember the forty man Royal Rumble? The, the, yeah, the greatest. Yeah. yeah, I got into a fight in TD Garden because I had a Yankees jacket on. That lets you further know. This this, this is different. why I don't. This, this is why I did not go to college in Boston. I actually got accepted to a college in Boston. I got accepted to a very good college in Boston. I got accepted to Tufts University and did not go because I knew that I would be the a-hole that would show up with a Yankees jersey, wearing a Yankee hat with my Yankee sneakers on because I used to have a pair of Yankee Air Force Ones. And I'd, and I'd have been that. If you're wearing the jersey, you don't wear the jacket. Uh, and I knew I'd have, been, I'd have been the first one to walk down Yawkey Way next to Fenway Park and probably get shot. And if I spent 20, 18 years not getting shot in the South Bronx, I wasn't about to go to Boston in my first week there and get shot. Um, you know, the West, I think, is going to be – the West is going to be pretty interesting because it's going to be interesting to see if the upsets get pulled out. We have three possible upsets in the West with the possible New Orleans upset, the possible Memphis upset, and to see what happens with the Jazz and the uh, – the Jazz and the um, and the Mavs, but I think right now, if Phoenix gets knocked out in the first round in the West, your money has to be on your money. Your I'm, money. Your money has to be on Golden State to go all the way. Yeah, my money's on Golden State to go all the way anyway. Like I said, but I'm I, I got I'm I'm a believer in. I mean, I was always I, like I said, I said it to Dre because we didn't we didn't film last week like when the um when the playoffs started or whatever me and Dre was talking about it for a little bit and I told him I'm like I'm a little upset that Brooklyn picked Boston in the first round <laughs> like I'm mad about it I get it I'm 
honestly would have preferred Miami. I'm not going to hold you. Not saying it would have been easier, but I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have played out like this. I'm pretty sure it would have never played out like this. But Boston has... I feel like they're going to win the East, man. Listen, I really feel like they're going to win the East. The way that Jason has been playing and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, and then they done got Al Horford inspired. They they getting help from Dice, Pritchard. They they're getting help. It's It'd be just very like, interesting because I would I would I would I would find it very interesting if Boston not only gets to the finals but wins a, cha- a championship because this had been the year where a lot of people said this is probably going to be a little bit of a reset year for Boston because Brad Stevens stepped down. Brad Stevens went to the front office. Udoka got hired as the head coach. You know, but you know to to, to see that happen would be very interesting. And Udoka. Coming off of that Philly staff, formerly of that Philly staff, now going to to Boston. Very interesting um, to see there. But I'm very interested to see how the the second round plays out. I think the East is going to be great to watch in the second round. The West, it's really going to depend if Phoenix makes it. If Phoenix makes it out the first round, then you have something to watch in the West because you could see that possible collision of Phoenix and Golden State in the conference in the conference finals. But if Phoenix doesn't make it out the first round, then it's just going to be of like, okay, what Cinderella can make it all the way to the conference finals? Because right now I'd like to say Phoenix is going to make it out. I think it's going to be Phoenix and Dallas. Um, It's going to be Golden State. I'm going to put my money on, I'm going to stick with Memphis. It's going to be Golden State and Memphis. And I still say it's going to be Golden State. Uh, Golden State and Phoenix in the conference finals if all plays out the way it's supposed to play out, but you just you just don't know anymore. Um, really quickly, not much going on in the world of baseball or football, but two big news. Veteran safety Earl Thomas, formerly of the Seattle Seahawks and the Baltimore Ravens, who's been out of the league for the past two seasons, has said that he is ready to resume his NFL career is 33 years old, hasn't played since being released by the Baltimore Ravens in 2020. If many people may remember, he had an incident in training camp where he punched teammate Chuck Clark um, on the Ravens. But Earl Thomas, a first-team all-pro safety. So this would be very interesting to see all Earl Thomas back in the league. Yeah, it'll be all right. It's just a scuffle. I don't take none of that shit personal. Just show what you can do. If you know you get picked, he he's able to come back on the Ravens, or no, he's not. not gonna no, be he was released from his contract with the Ravens. Uh, he had signed a four-year, fifty-five million-dollar contract with the Ravens in two thousand eighteen. So his contract technically is now over, even though they did release him. Um, he did have a. He free still get that bread, right? Uh, no, he actually filed a grievance, a ten million-dollar grievance against the Ravens. Uh, I guess. Uh, that that has not been resolved yet. He did have a free agent meeting with the Texans back in September of 2020, but he was never signed. So it'll be very interesting because he is an all-pro safety. The question is going to be whether or not, you know, anybody's going to bring him in. Uh, NFL, NFL going to be playing three games. That's right, three games on Christmas Day for the first time this year. I ain't watching it. Yep, three games, two in the... They'll fuck around, put the Lions or the Cowboys on. I'm good. I don't want to see none of that shit. I'm going to NBA. Two midday games and one one afternoon game actually going to be played. Two midday games and one afternoon game will be played by um, the NFL this year. 
Um, sorry, two afternoons, one primetime game, I should say. Uh, last year, they only played two. And last but not least, let us give some flowers to the Detroit Tigers designated hitter, Miguel Cabrera, on Saturday got a single against the Colorado Rockies and became the 33rd member in the history of Major League Baseball to join the three Housing Hit Club and only the seventh player in all of Major League history to not only join the 3,000 Hit Club but also be a member of the 3,000 Hit and 500 Home Run Club. That club, very, very um, exclusive. You know, it, it's very interesting when you really think about it. Um, only 33 players have gotten 3,000 hits. Only, you know, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Rafael Pomero, Albert Pujols, Eddie Rodriguez, Eddie Murray, and now Miguel Cabrera uh, with 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. Not to mention, I believe he's also um, one of only like four players who has who is in those clubs and also hit over 300 for his career. I think he's only one of four players to ever do that. Um, Miguel Cabrera spent most of his career with the uh, the beginning of his career with the Florida Marlins. And then later of his career with the uh, Detroit Tigers became the fourth player in Detroit Tigers uh, history to get 3000 hits. So congratulations to Miguel Cabrera, 3000 hits. That's, that's a big thing when you, when you really think about it. That was dope. That was dope. I mean, 33 uh, players. How many players have played in Major League Baseball and you only got 33 of them that have amassed 3,000 hits in their career? You know I can't count that high. It's too much. Yeah. I'm not doing that. That, that alone, update, that alone, I mean, yeah. But the update, your boy, my boy Clay Thompson hit 32. It's a real tight-ass game in the, in the fourth between Denver and Golden State. Five-point game yeah. right now. Yeah. But let's wrap this up, brother man. It's just it was just me and you, and we did pretty good. I didn't have a meltdown, you know. Still a little this emotional. Is- uh <laughs> but you know, that's just that's 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 NBA playoffs. That's that's the basketball, you know, fan in me. I'm not gonna, I'm not, you know, better luck next season, but we still got a lot more playoffs to to enjoy. It's been a it's been a fun first round, you know. By the time this drops, we'll be slowly but surely entering into, you know, the second round. But uh, I want to shout out to everybody in the Jabba Tears Network, you know, the Jabba Tears Podcast, Sazon Talk, Sazon Sessions, Two and a Half Bros. Uh, shout out to Yardley, you know, Mr. Black, you know, who refereed his first, you know, his first match. He's out here in these streets oh, doing what he got to do. Me. I got something for you. I forgot to take it out in my car. I showed it to Dre, but I got a present for you. Got a present for you. I don't, got I, don't, a I, don't, I don't think I, I don't think I like how this is going. I got a present for you. I'll take a picture of it and send it in the group chat. All right, all right. But uh, you 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 recently had an announcement that you know you dropped. Oh during, yeah, big know, big those. big announcement. May twenty second, Sunday, May twenty second will be the third show for We Are Wrestling. Uh, we're coming back. We took a little bit of a hiatus from December to May. Needed some time to recuperate from the from the holidays and things like that. Uh, but Sunday, May 22nd, uh, in Ridgefield Park. Doors open at 2 o'clock. Bell is at 3 o'clock. We Are Wrestling Prevents, presents One Step Closer, our third show. And a the big announcement that was dropped, making his We Are Wrestling debut, the Jersey All-Pro legend, the Ring of Honor legend, and the AEW star, Jay Lethal, 
will be coming to We Are Wrestling. We will be doing a seminar that morning for uh, people with experience in the professional wrestling industry. We'll be having a seminar from 11 a.m. till 1.30 p.m. That is a $40 cost. Please email wearewrestling1 at gmail.com or DM us on any of our social media uh, platforms to reserve your spot. Spots available till May 15th. Tickets already on sale for the show. Trisha Dora returning. Chris Barton. Uh, Saeed Al-Sabah. Darius Carter. Jay Lethal. We're making more announcements tonight and this, and this upcoming week. So stay tuned for that. Big announcements coming up. Tickets are already on sale. We are wrestling.eventbrite.com. Get yours now. Tickets will be on sale all the way until the weekend of the show. Yeah, man. That's what's up, man. I can't wait. I can't wait for the show. I'm definitely coming. I, I you know, I've, I've been lagging for the last couple, you know. You're gonna be in that and, seminar, and, brother. Uh, that, you know, I mean, I don't want to show up Jay Lethal, you know, but uh I'm just yeah. saying you better be in that seminar. You better you better listen, you bet you better rep, you better rep that training. Oh, I got you. I I I I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. But yo, yo. it's been a good show, man. This is um shout out to you know our two other co-hosts, you know, the Queen Tavia, who I'm shocked. Queen Tay around here. the world, Carmen, Carmen San Diego in around the world, like always doing the big she, things that only she can do. And big shout out to Big Baby. My brother. The soul, and, the oh. soul of R and B. Big baby Dre, who could not join us today. Our host, our 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 rock on this right here. And the queen, the queen herself, Tay, who could not join us today. But you know what? Matt and I holding it down as only we can do. That is why this is a four-person team because each one of us a star in their own right. But when we are together, we are unstoppable. The Your Sports Show, the greatest sports show you're going to find on any platform. Take that to the bank. I'm going to say that right now. Once again, like Matt said, big shout-out to everybody on the Jabba Tears Network. Jabba Tears Podcast, Talking Champions, Sasson Sessions. Two and a half bros, everybody that I miss, talk everybody that I can miss. Cause we have like a thousand shows on the network that are all incredible. Please you check shout them out Keith. Out. You gotta shout out Keith. He won the fantasy championship. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, you know what? You that, that shout him out. Yeah, that I heard. Too. I heard I heard he beat you a little salty about that. I heard <laughs> yeah, about that. That, that happened too. That happened <laughs> yeah. too. He had, yeah, man. He had Nikola yeah. Jokic when Nikola Jokic was actually being Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Well, he's doing yeah. that right now, but right now he's going against light skin Jesus, who's doing Jesus like things. It's about to tie the game up, but yeah, well, man, will, it's, it's us. We'll BK, figure that Matt, out. We Pete. see y'all next. We out. Episode 101 Word. in the books. Peace. We out.